0: Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Well, today's story is going to be a tall tale. But before we begin, I do have one explanatory note. In this story, I'm going to mention an Australian food. So if you're not from Australia, I'm going to explain what it is now so you don't get confused later. The thing I'm going to mention is fairy bread. Fairy bread is super common at kids' birthday parties here in Australia. It's really simple to make. You just get bread and you butter it. And then you get sprinkles, you know, the kind of sprinkles you can get on ice cream sometimes or cupcakes um they're like tiny spheres of candy hard candy in rainbow colors um we call them hundreds and thousands here but i think most places they call them sprinkles anyway you get the sprinkles and you just pour it on the buttered bread and then you shake off the excess um Always shake off the excess over the sink or, or, or a plate. Otherwise, it goes all over the floor, and then your yeah, mum and dad yell at you. So, don't do that. Anyway, so that is fairy bread, and then you cut it into little triangles. It's, it's actually really good. Um, you should probably try it. And when you're grown up asks what on earth you're doing, just tell them you're having a multicultural experience trying authentic Australian cuisine. Okay, so anyway, we've done that, so we can begin the story. Here we go. Today's story is a tall tale about socks and goblins. Tammy, Vanessa and Mum were sitting around the dining table. They'd had chicken stir-fry for dinner, and Mum's chicken stir-fry was pretty good. So good, Tammy didn't even complain about the fact there were vegetables in it. She didn't eat the vegetables, she picked them out, but she didn't complain they were there, which was her way of complimenting the chef that it tasted pretty good. So anyway, as a result of the meal tasting nice, there hadn't been much conversation during the dinner. Just the minimum of, how was school, and fine in between mouthfuls. Now the meal was over, they could talk. Before we get up from the table, said Mum, I have an announcement. What is it? asked Vanessa. She was concerned. Announcements were really good, and she had a vivid imagination, so in less than two seconds she could imagine lots of horrific possibilities. It's about the fairy who picks up the socks you both leave lying on the floor, said Mum. What? said Tammy. Well, you know how when you come home from school or art class or guitar lessons or anywhere else you go, the first thing you do is take your shoes and socks off and then you leave them right there, wherever that is, usually in the middle of the floor, where there's the maximum chance that I'll trip over them, said mum. This was a sensitive topic with mum. She'd broken her toe two weeks before and did not enjoy bumping into things with that foot. Obviously, you wouldn't leave filthy, sweaty, disgusting socks in the middle of the floor if you thought I was picking them up because I'm your mother and you love and respect me too much to do that. "'So I assume that you believe that a magical fairy has been sneaking into the house, "'either using magic or picking the front door lock "'or climbing in through Stanley's dog door, "'and once inside she goes about the house, "'picking up your foul, sweat, fungus and bacteria-ridden socks "'and carrying them to the laundry for you.' "'Yes,' said Vanessa, "'that's what we think has been happening.' "'Well, I'm sorry to have to break this to you,' said Mum. "'It's very bad news, so brace yourself.' The sock fairy is dead. "'Oh, dear,' said Vanessa. "'How did she die?' asked Tammy. "'She was hit by a truck,' said Mum. "'She didn't stand a chance. "'She was so exhausted from picking up socks after children, "'she didn't see the huge 18-wheeler barrelling towards her.'" Now, Tammy and Vanessa both knew there was no truck, there was no sock fairy, and there had been no tragic accident. This was just Mum's way of saying, "'Pick up your socks yourself!' But Mum never liked to say things in a simple way. She always liked to turn things into stories. The girls played along. Really? asked Tammy. Yes, really, said Mum. I don't believe it, said Tammy. That's understandable, said Mum. Denial is always the first part of the grieving process. No, I don't believe it, said Tammy, because I think the sock fairy would be too professional to get exhausted by our socks. She'd have to pick up the socks of teenage boys and that would be much worse. "'Ugh,' shuddered Mum. "'Yes, that's true. "'It's horrific to imagine just how bad the socks of teenage boys would be. especially if they played rugby,' said Vanessa. "'Or enjoyed standing in swamps,' said Mum. "'Are there lots of boys that do that?' asked Tammy. "'Who knows how boys' minds work?' said Mum. "'The girls nodded. "'They didn't have any boys in their house, except for Dad and the dog. "'And the dog didn't wear socks.' Anyway, that's not an issue because sock fairies don't pick up socks of teenage boys, said Mum. Who does, asked Tammy. The teenage boys, asked Vanessa. Don't be ridiculous, said Mum. No, the sock fairies are responsible for picking up the socks of boys, but they can't bear to do it because of the stink. And they're so big, they're hard for the little fairies to carry. So what do they do, asked Tammy. They outsource, said Mum. Huh, said Tammy. They subcontract the sock collection to goblins, said Mum. Goblins, said Vanessa. Yes, but even goblins have standards. So the only ones who'll agree to do the work are goblins who have entirely lost their sense of smell, perhaps from an industrial accident, or from bending over to smell a rose, then a bee flying up their nostril and stinging them and sending them into anaphylactic shock. So it's a very small elite group who are capable of doing the work. And it's a horrific job. So they expect to be paid appropriately. And by appropriately, I mean they expect a lot of money. So would I, said Tammy. Exactly, agreed Mum. But fairies aren't that cashed up. They've got a lot of expenses. What with buying fairy dust and giving children money in exchange for their teeth? What do fairies do with teeth? asked Vanessa. That's another story, said Mum. Don't try and sidetrack me. Sorry, said Vanessa. Anyway, it's not easy for fairies to get money, said Mum. Because a fairy can't just apply for a job working the checkout at a supermarket. They're too tiny. They might get accidentally sucked into that conveyor belt you load your groceries onto and end up squashed to death. Oh dear, said Vanessa, that wouldn't be good. It'd be messy, said Tammy. They'd get fairy blood on the groceries. Exactly, said Mum. So fairies can't seek gainful employment. To get money, the sock fairies have to resort to robbing banks. Bank robbery, said Tammy. They're actually really good at it, said Mum. Because they're so tiny, they can flutter through the gap in the bulletproof glass. And because they can fly, they can sneak into vaults and safety deposit boxes easily. They're in and out robbing banks all the time. Why don't we ever hear about this, asked Tammy. Oh, the government hushes it up, said Mum. If people knew that rogue fairies were on the loose, it would cause a panic. Children would be super-gluing their teeth into their heads to keep the tooth fairy away from their bedrooms. Who would have thought that fairies would be leading double lives, said Vanessa. Yes, and robbing banks isn't easy for fairies, said Mum. The hard part for them is the shame. Oh, please, said Tammy. No, it's crippling for them, said Mum, because fairies are essentially good. It's their job to do good in the world. Cleaning up socks is good, agreed Vanessa, which is why the shame is so crushing, said Mum. They can't live with the crime on their conscience and that's when they go off the rails. The fairies turn to unfortunate things to seek comfort. What sort of unfortunate things, asked Tammy. Fairy bread, said mum. Fairy bread? Like we have with bread and butter and sprinkles, asked Vanessa. Fairies love it, said mum. You know how when the parrots eat the acorns off our oak tree, it has a weird effect on their digestive system and they get drunk and they crash into the house? This was actually a real problem they faced every year in their garden in late summer. King parrots cannot handle their acorns. Once a parrot had nearly hit mum in the head and slammed into the front door as she stepped out of the house. Fairy bread has the same effect on fairies, said mum. They slam into houses, asked Tammy. Sometimes, said mum. And sometimes they step out in front of trucks, which is how our sock fairy came to get hit. Too much fairy bread. That is the most ridiculous story I have ever heard, said Tammy, which was saying quite something because mum came up with ridiculous stories most days. I know, said mum. That's why the fairies don't like to talk about it. It's embarrassing. Vanessa laughed. I'm serious, said mum. A sock fairy has died for you. Now you have to pick up your own socks or suffer the consequences. The girls looked at Mum. They could tell her storytelling magic was wearing off, and she was reverting to just being a regular mum again. "'Understood?' asked Mum. "'Understood,' said Vanessa. "'Whatever,' said Tammy. "'Good,' said Mum. "'I'll give you five minutes to find your socks. "'If, after that time, I find one of your socks, "'I will get a roll of Christmas wrapping paper "'and bonk you on the head with it, once for every sock I find.' "'It's not Christmas,' said Tammy.' I saved a roll from last Christmas, especially for bonking annoying children, said Mum. She glanced at her watch. Your five minutes starts now. The girls looked at each other for a moment, trying to gauge if the other thought that Mum was being serious. They both did. They took off running, looking for their socks, as Mum sat at the table, finishing off her water and calling out the locations of various socks she'd seen throughout the house. The End Thank you for listening to support this podcast just by a book by me, R.A. Spratt. There's plenty to choose from, from across the Friday Barnes Nanny Piggins and Pesky Kids series. And now there are the audiobooks of The Adventures of Nanny Piggins and Friday Barnes Girl Detective as well. You can order any of these things through your local bookstore or go to my website, raspratt.com, and click on the Book Depository banner. They have all my titles and free international shipping. That's it for now. Until next time, goodbye.